0: Wow guys, 95% loan-to-value mortgages are about to start, so roll VT! This is it, guys. I mean, 95% loan-to-value mortgages and the mortgage guarantee, you know, what the government's given is quite an implication for the housing market for both sellers, buyers, landlords, tenants, whatever, because it has an implication on all of us. And how is this going to go and where are we going to go with things? So it's a bit tentative information just now. And we've got Neil Byrd on from Cara Mortgages. Hi, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Um, so, Neil, we're going to talk about the the ninety five percent mortgage guarantee in a wee bit more detail. Um, I mean, you know, is, is this just a pie in the sky thing from the government, or is it actually is it actually coming to fruition? Is it on the horizon, or what's happening with it?
1: No, it's it's definitely real. Um, the Chancellor announced it in the budget last week. Um, it's it's a great scheme. It sounds very similar to one they had a few years ago. When again, lending had been restricted by lenders, primarily at that point, of, uh, due to the credit crunch.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but what it is is the government are effectively offering to back the lenders in case there are any mortgages that they have problems with and have to repossess the house in the future. So rather than the the, the bank having to repossess, maybe sell at a loss and lose money, the back, the government is going to guarantee a significant portion of those potential losses in the background. So So it removes-
0: Are an an, an, an underwriter? uh,
1: From an insurance point of view, maybe, yeah. I mean, they're obviously not involved with who can apply for the mortgage. That'll be down to lenders on criteria as usual. But it just gives the the banks a comfort that if they are exposing themselves to 95% mortgages and taking on more risk, they've got the government in the background to to make sure that any any potential losses aren't, aren't significant. And it gives them that comfort to start offering mortgages at a level they haven't done for pretty much almost a year.
0: Yeah, I'll just say to anybody watching, if you want to ask any questions of Neil uh, just now, please feel free to ask these questions, but I'll be asking questions as well. So the 95% um, mortgage guarantee then, you know, is anybody anybody allowed to get it?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um, It's unlike a lot of the schemes that have been... Either revised, renewed, refreshed, brought out recently, it's not specifically for first-time buyers, so um, it's pretty much anybody that's a first-time buyer, home mover, as long as it's a residential property and for their main residence, mm-hmm. they can potentially uh, take out this or take advantage of the scheme.
0: Yeah, so take heed, buy-to-let landlords, you're no getting it. <laughs> we're, still at, <laughs> we're still at a seventy-five percent loan-to-value. We buy-to-let, aren't we?
1: Uh, there are actually a, a two or three lenders out there doing eighty, um, yeah. but they you you are obviously talking higher rates, higher fees, and that kind of thing for 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 that yeah. kind of
0: lending. This is quite an interesting question from Lynn. You know, will the rates be higher than other mortgage types?
1: Good question. Um, you would assume normally yes, because obviously the cheaper, more, cheapest mortgages are sixty percent or below. Then you go up at sort of 70 to 75, there's a slight jump, 80, 85, 90, then 95. The market is completely skew at the moment in terms yeah. of because of the the drawback in lending a year ago when the first lockdown hit and lenders reducing everything down to 75% and things only gradually coming back sl- slowly since then. Uh, I said to a client this morning that the rate I'm getting her on her 90% mortgage is probably higher she would have gotten on a 95% a year or two years ago.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, they're not massively high. Um, mm. I mean, we're still probably talking, I think it was three, three and a half percent or thereabouts, which is what 95% mortgages were at about four years ago, maybe. Yeah. So I don't think we're not going to see a massive jump in rates, but obviously there is still higher risk involved. So, so, so what, you,
0: what part of the underwriting does the will the government be doing? Will they just be doing the 5% difference then? will they be underwriting the 5%? Because when you think about it, if you can get up to 90% just now, then that takes you to the 5%. Then surely the government should only underwrite the 5%. Well,
1: I think, I mean, they're not underwriting it from a point of view. They've yeah. got no involvement in the application. But what they're effectively doing is ensuring the lender against any losses. And I think it's, um, I did read somewhere that the figures were on any... Part of the loan, yeah. So,
0: because I mean, that's when you think about the logic of this. When we walk this through, that means the banks have got less of a risk now than they had before for any mortgage right across the right across the fear. When you think about um, it, so why hard. on earth why on earth would be they then be obliged or be allowed to charge a higher interest rate than they would do on a ninety percent mortgage that you would get without the government support?
1: It's as i say i'm trying to remember what the exact figure yeah. i read was but i think it's on anything above 80 or 85% the, mm. the government will then guarantee 95% of that amount against any losses right
0: okay so yeah well, i have got a benchmark there where we go up to about 80% and they say everything after 80% is that is that sort of is that going to that's going to guarantee up to 95% yeah. of that yeah, yeah. that, that makes all... absolute sense now because i kind of thought i mean you know, it's like it is like the logic is like, where is the risk then to the bank if they're indemnifying everything? And it's like, well, we've got a guarantee. It's like, well, why would you be allowed to charge higher interest rates then? If you've no got any exposure and no risk, because that's why they do it, isn't it?
1: It's partly risk, but it's also supply and demand as well. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the issues that we've had and I've mentioned a couple of times to you is that, especially with the 90 percent lending, yeah. When you've only got two or three lenders lending at 90%, all the applications go to those few lenders. They can cope with mm-hmm. the level of business. And the only way to put people off applying to them is to
0: crank up your interest rates. Supply and demand, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, so again, there's not every lender is going to be part of this scheme. So there will be a handful of lenders that will take part and they don't want to overexpose themselves. So there will be constant juggling of interest rates to try and not always be the cheapest lender because you don't want to take on all that risk yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, lends make my job really easy here. Is it, is, it certain t- is it certain lenders that I've just signed up? It's like- Good question. Been,
1: uh, yes, already. Um, obviously the government went to the mortgage market to get agreement from the lenders before they announced it. Otherwise they'd look pretty foolish. So uh, Lloyd's, which is obviously Halifax, um, NatWest, Santander, Bartley's, HSBC have already said yes. I would expect we'll see a few more. I would imagine Nationwide will probably become involved, possibly the Leeds and probably a few others as well.
0: Once the big players really go for it, everybody else really follows suit and falls in line, don't they?
1: Just to a certain extent. I mean, you're not going to find lenders that have never done 95% before suddenly wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, they, they just won't have that appetite or capacity. But it does start pushing the market up again, which means oh, ho- hopefully also mean that um, the rates at 90% and 85% might come down slightly because there are more people applying for the 95% mortgages yeah. Yeah. Than, than the top of the market as it has been for the last six months. Mm-hmm. So it could have a, a sort of trickle down effect. Rates will start to hopefully lessen maybe slightly as we go, go through the year. Other how, do we,
0: how do we think that will influence? How do we think that will the housing market? Then, you know, how will that influence it? Because obviously, if we've got more, if we've got more mortgage availability, and more people now able to put down a less of a deposit, so you're bringing more people into the market, then then that would obviously increase demand. Um, so supply is actually quite limited just now you know that yourself yeah. I mean I'd spoken about it two or months ago over five, there was 1,200 properties for sale on the market now there's 625 for sale on the market there's half the amount of stock available for sale so supply is restricted and this might actually exacerbate the situation by actually creating more demand
1: essentially but on the other hand there's probably people that are holding off putting the property in the market because they were worried about the market falling away. Yeah. Whereas this will hopefully provide a boost that will give people the comfort that they can put the house on the market it's and, confident. and sell comfortably.
0: It's confidence, isn't it? Really. Yeah. It's down to it's down to how people perceive the confidence. I mean, you could have you could have a weak market, but if everybody's quite confident about the situation, that's when they come forward and actually uh, people actually begin to respond. to It. You could have a really strong market, but if people have lost confidence in that, that's when the market tumbles, regardless.
1: Well, like you say confidence and perception. But the other thing that's probably having a factor at the moment is obviously COVID and lockdown and mm-hmm. homeschooling and things like that. Um, so once once restrictions start to ease as the numbers get better and more and more of us get the vaccine, then people will have more time on their hands to think about putting their house on the market and not yeah. have to worry about clearing the kids out of the house while they're trying to do some homeschooling to try and get a survey done and, and, or get a viewing done. Uh, as you've probably found on a few occasions. So there there are other factors involved as well that will hopefully lessen throughout the year.
0: Yeah, it's getting back to that normality. I mean, the reality is you can't really tell your kids to stop growing up, so you do need a bigger house. (laughs) So whether you you like it or not, it's like, and you can't stop your baby from being delivered because it's nine months and I'm coming, whether you like it or not.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And and all these people that are sort of their early 20s that, I've uh, been in lockdown with their parents for the last year. I think it's maybe about time I got out and got my own space.
0: They've, I mean they've been driven crazy lately, haven't they? <laughs> it's like, I just want to be out of here.
1: Uh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so that's the implication. So we could end up creating a lot more. But but the good thing is, I mean, it will give access to first time buyers, wouldn't it? I mean, that's the essential thing here. And how will the implications be then if you if you look at that in conjunction with at uh, the first home fund, is that coming back?
1: Yeah, first home fund's back first of April. Yeah, um, obviously a very different scheme. The the thing with the, the the guarantee scheme is that there is no government input to the purchase. So uh, there's so no you, money can't do being paid into
0: you can't do first home fund and the guarantee scheme.
1: No, it's it's one or the other.
0: It's one or the um, other.
1: Yeah. So it's a different type of lending. There will there there's different lender criteria and credit scoring and underwriting processes involved with the the first home fund because there's a a government loan against your property that they have to take into account the guarantee scheme from a a customer's point of view from the bank's point of view it's pretty much just a bog standard 95 percent mortgage Uh and as long as you're fitting the lender's normal 95 percent criteria or whatever criteria they have in april when this comes to comes to life, then it should be a bit more straightforward. There's no other, there's no loan applications other than the mortgage that you have to take care of, no other criteria you have to fulfill, yeah. no loans registered against your property apart from the mortgage itself. So it, it should make life a lot easier. And unlike the first home fund, it's actually available to home movers as well, like you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's apparently actually, it's available for new build as well as, um, Second, well, second-hand properties, but in the new build market, I don't think it's going to have much of an effect because lenders yeah. don't really go up to ninety-five percent on new builds generally, anyway, with on, with one or two exceptions.
0: Yeah, I can can I assume that the first home funds never changed from when we did our first uh, discussion about it on our YouTube channel in two thousand nineteen in December yeah. two thousand nineteen? So that's basically the same same system.
1: That's the same system, uh, no difference in, in, in what the what they're doing with the scheme, how it works. The only difference is in this year's budget, unfortunately. It's, it's greatly reduced, so it will probably go pretty quickly.
0: Oh, right, okay, so so the restricted amount of money that's available for the first home fund. Yeah. So when if, it was anybody, a- if anybody's wanting to get access to the first home fund from the 1st of April, um, and it's up to £25,000 towards your first purchase as a first-time buyer in Scotland, um, they need to go on to our YouTube channel on Five Properties YouTube and just look up First Home Fund and you'll see the discussion that Neil and I took. I think it was a 15 minute discussion about the First Home Fund itself and how it operates and uh, and the ins and outs of it. But you need to be quick with that because it'll it'll run out soon. I mean, last year it, it was supposed to go the whole year and it ran out in September.
1: They went, I think, uh, 70 million over budget last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, it's, so have, have they restricted it? What have this? Have they put a figure on it? Do you know that figure?
1: Yeah, um,
0: sixty million,
1: and that's compared to an initial pot at launch of one hundred and fifty when it first yeah. came out. But I think they ended up with over two hundred million um, mm-hmm. is what they actually spent because they were oversubscribed last year. But and, it's been massively restricted. It's partly because of the. First home fund and money that gets put into a project like that yeah. is a devolved issue. So it comes from the whole surplus formula surplus budget um, scenario, whereas this scheme, because there's no direct money being input by the government, yeah, it, it doesn't come under any of the, these, these complications.
0: So if I'm right then, uh, 60 million divided by 25,000 means they could probably afford to help 2,400 people. Whereas before, and that is it literally was, it. It's, it's that's uh, it was um, About eight or nine thousand.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. It was it was initially six, but it ended up being about eight or nine because it was so popular.
0: Okay, so if anybody's out there and looking at the first home fund, you need to be quick with that. It's up to twenty five thousand, as I said, towards your first time buyer in Scotland. Um, then you need to be quick for that. And Neil from Cara Mortgages is probably the best person to speak to that because he's had several people over the year through this process and he knows how to do it and we just discussed it before we came on here and the fact that you've got somebody getting in line to be set up for that from the 1st of April, this is what happens because you find uh, maybe two weeks in to April uh, they've finished, it's run out of money but it's because everybody's put their ducks in a row prior to this knowing it's coming on the 1st of April and they've all chucked their applications in straight away. So, if you're going to do that, I think the the key here is to be be ready and re- and willing to to go straight away.
1: I, turned, I suppose, following on from that, a question I was asked yesterday by uh, a client who is trying to put his ducks in a row was asking me if there was any sneaky way that he could try and get his application in before the first of April. <laughs> uh, the, the answer is no, because if there was, everyone would be doing it.
0: Oh, so, sorry, yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll do, I'll phone Nicola now. Give my sink. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, hello, no. Kate, Kate Forbes. Kate, hello. Could you could you sort <laughs> this first one for for fun for me? <laughs> what you, sorry, what was that? Uh, no, no, sorry. um <laughs> oh, uh, But yeah, so I
1: mean, what we can do is we can get somebody approved in principle with a mortgage lender because the lenders are happy to accept the applications. Yeah. Because they know that with the first home fund, there's very little criteria involved with, with a, a person getting accepted for it. Yeah. So they'll they'll take the application. So we can get an agreement on principle. Somebody could have an offer accepted on a house. We could even apply for the mortgage in full. And as long as the seller is prepared to wait on approval for the first home fund coming in after the first of April, then everyone's good to go.
0: Perfect. And I'll put your contact details on this post after this. Um so everybody can get in touch with you if they need to. I'll, give, I'll get the best uh, contact details for you. Um, so that's Neil Byrd at Cara Mortgage. Um, so in terms of the rental market, how do you think that will affect things? Because you'll probably have more first-time buyers then thinking, okay, I can get a 95% mortgage now, and I don't need to live in rental accommodation anymore because I've probably just got enough to help me out on the 95% mortgage.
1: Well, I mean, you, you deal with the rental side of things more than I do, so you're probably... Yeah. Better equipped to answer that than me. But yeah, it will it will hopefully well, I say hopefully, but it will probably allow people to to either move out of rented potentially or or, or not go into rent it as a stop gap, like you said. Yeah. Um but, right, I it's, I mean,
0: it's, for a first time buyer it's a vicious circle because then the reality is you've got to pay your rent, but you're trying to save for your deposit. Um so generally what would what my advice would be a first time buyer is stay with your parents as long as possible. <laughs> milk it for all it's got please because once you're out you're out and you kind of go back and the reality is you'll realize it'll cost you an absolute fortune and council tax and rental payments and electricity and gas and food (laughs) everything everything you've got going and all of a sudden what you thought was just a mortgage exacerbates and grows into some big machine that you have to feed probably for the rest of your life. So make sure you stay with your parents as long as possible to save your deposit, then take that leap. Now that's what my advice would be now in hindsight of what I've learned. Is that kind of similar to yourself, Neil?
1: Well, it's the, definitely the cheapest way to live. Uh, whether it's quite as good for your sanity, I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the average age of a first time buyer is much higher than it, than it used to be. Um, but I, I mean, it might have come down slightly given the the schemes that we've had over the last few years that weren't there when I started doing this job 17 years ago. Um, but I mean, the other thing to keep in mind as well, it's, it, when, when you're buying a property, it's not just your 5% deposit or 10% deposit, it's also solicitor's fees and cost of buying furniture and paying other fees and costs that you might come across. It all, all um, minds up,
0: it's decoration fees, it's carpets, it's curtains, it's cutlery, it's crockery, especially if it's your first time. So what you want to do is lean on your parents again <laughs> or anybody else, borrow, I, I... beg, and get as much as you can from everybody for free. That That's the probably the best option.
1: Well, every time my mom went shopping before I moved into my first flat, she uh, came back with uh, some cutlery or some kitchen towels or something else to add to the kitchen or whatever yeah. my dad was going mental but I, <laughs> it suited me
0: <laughs> and that that's probably the best advice and and you know so that's that's it kind of the now I mean that's where we are um, in terms of the 95% mortgages so when will we find out the exact detail or is, or is it just a case we'll let it happen now just a case
1: of let it happen the lenders will hopefully start making announcements in the next couple of weeks the the key thing will be, as, as low as asking rates, um, I don't expect to be massively higher than anything that's currently available. Like yeah. you say, it's backed by a government guarantee. So, there, so the, the whole point is that there's less risk involved for the lender.
0: There'll be a huge there pressure. Is, uh, there'll be a huge pressure from, from the powers that be as well. It's like, well, wait a minute. Exactly. Yeah, be they've got to because you've got a guarantee here. Exactly,
1: yeah. The whole point is to try and get the market moving at that level not restrict it by, by putting in interest rates
0: yeah. that are unaffordable. We uh-huh. know we know the first-time buyer is the lifeblood of the property market to a degree. I know landlords as well, a lot of people castigate get landlords, but the reality is if the landlords don't buy at that bottom end, you know, where the first-time buyer comes in as well, and you don't have a good mix of that, and I don't have an active market in that area, then you can't allow these people in these properties to upgrade to the middle market. And then you can't allow the middle market to upgrade to the top market. And then the top market then upgrades down typically to the middle to the to bottom market again. So it's it's a it's a it's a cycle, it works very, very well if you get it right in the mixture of tenures, and you just have to get the you have to get the numbers right. Well, this that but
1: it's also the banks have to get their their criteria and their credit scoring right as well, because one of the big frustrations we've had as lenders have gradually come back into the 90% marketplace is that for instance. To the two two biggest lenders that were doing ninety percent by themselves were targeting first time buyers, but you couldn't buy a flat. Yeah, so, I mean that's just to me is mental. Um, yeah. And there are other lenders that, that are saying we are, we are doing ninety percent lenders, but I don't think I've had one single agreement in principle accepted on credit score. Well, because that's almost that's almost like that,
0: that's almost like the unachievable um, double glazing windows that you can buy. Uh, but oh, we start off at four hundred pound, and it's like, okay, I'm going to have them, and it's like, well, we didn't really have them because we can't, have, <laughs> we can't afford. You know, we can't afford to do it like that, or the the criteria to get that is unrealistic, so nobody yep. ever gets it. But it's actually to get your details to get you in the door to sell you something else.
1: So, hopefully, this will help that as well. It, hopefully, we'll see a reduction in some of the credit scoring requirements at slightly lower levels that are just they're punitive especially when you're dealing with young first-time buyers that don't have much of credit history they've got absolutely yeah. clean credit records but there's not much on it and mm-hmm. so they've not had a chance to build up the score that some of these lenders are asking people to achieve to mm-hmm. get a 90% mortgage a lot of this risk as we keep saying has been taken away so hopefully it will ease up all, all of these sort of top-end market uh, interest interest
0: deals Fantastic. Okay. Thanks very much, Neil, for coming on the show. And as I said to everybody else, you know, I'm going to post uh, Neil's contact details in there and the post after this uh, show, and uh, you can get in touch on direct. So that's uh, thanks very much, Neil Bird from uh, Cara Mortgages. And uh, yeah, thank I'll, you. I'll see everybody else at 9.30 on Saturday morning for the Five Property Show. Bye bye for now. Bye.